This week, we talk about aliens and Area 51, the scary orange man, snakes in a car, running with the bulls, and more. All featured on this week's episode of Financially Unstable College Kids. We're joined by Alec, talking about Dale Murphy and all things baseball. Brian, coming in with some crazy fake and real news. Henry, hitting you with the ad libs, the comedic relief, and the lighthearted banter. And Matt, talk about some music and all the new drops this week. This week, we are covering a wide variety of sports and news topics. We hope you enjoy. Now, welcome to episode three of Financially Unstable College Kids. We're going to be starting off with a little bit of sports, uh, best and worst of the week. Uh, Matt's going to kick it off here. Uh, Matt, what do you got for us? All right. So earlier today, uh, yesterday, yesterday afternoon was the Wimbledon men's finals. Um, it was Roger Federer and Djokovic going off in what turned out to be an amazing match. Oh, yeah. um, it was a long. What? They were going off. That's a fact. Yeah, they're. Yeah, they're going off. It was a it was the longest the longest Wimbledon singles finals ever, and it ended in a like tiebreaker at the end of the fifth set, which is the first time that's ever happened because they just added that in the rules, and every point was just filled with tremendous shots by both Killing. players. It was awesome, and yep. uh, congr- congrats to uh, the Joker on. On his three. My other quick other best is that the uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, their general manager uh, had a hell of a week. Um, he traded away their hey, two hey, that's in stars. My I'm gonna talk about this too, so don't go into the rock. Well, no, it's... I won't. I won't. I won't. Okay. He traded okay. Russell Westbrook to an unknown team. Wink, wink, Alec. And then they and then they and then he traded Paul George. The Clippers, but 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 like got ten first round draft picks in return over the next like seven or eight years. Um, What'd you say? You cut out their rebuild. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, um, they got like ten first round picks over the next like eight years, and they have Chris Paul, who they'll hopefully flip for more first round picks. They're loaded for the rebuild. Great week for the Thunder. Um, the worst of the week is Anthony Davis. So Anthony Davis got traded. Uh, LeBron James, who has famously been wearing the, the jersey number 23, uh, and so does Davis. So they had a little conflict. They're like, who's going to wear 23? And LeBron will be right. And LeBron was like, Anthony, my guy, you can have it. I'll switch back to number six because uh, LeBron wore number six in Miami. But this week, there were some problems with Nike. So LeBron is sponsored by Nike and Nike said that like they had some problems with the switch. So now Anthony Davis has to go, has to, has to change numbers. Oof. So he, he's the worst of the week for this, for this week. That's tough. See, he, he was, he didn't take the normally, what is it? Normally if you're taking like somebody's number, you get, you have to like pay them for it or like pay them at least a little bit for it. Like that's just like tradition. But yeah, um, since Anthony Davis is getting the the Space Jam two contract and like forego for what what is it for 
foregone forego the uh, the some signing bonus or something of four million dollars, so he had more cap space. He didn't have to pay LeBron anything, but he also didn't get the number, so it doesn't even matter. So yeah. he just kind of screwed himself over there. But oh well, wow. that's all right. Oh I well. To say something about the Wimbledon thing, though. That was it's crazy to me that Roger Federer won like I think it was thirty-six games in that match and lost the match. I mean, yeah. that is yeah. yeah. That's no. It's hard to. Believe. So when Matt and I were watching, um, we were like, God, this is really long. And I knew the longest match was John Isner, but I didn't, I couldn't remember what the score was or like how long it was. So I looked it up and the longest match in history is John Isner versus some French guy. And he won 70 to 68 in the fifth set. And the match took over 11 hours and was spread out over, I think at least two days. It might've been three days, but I mean, the, 70 to 68 in a freaking tennis match. I was like, are you like, are you kidding me right now? Oh. Yeah, that's uh, wild. And they changed the rule, as I said um, earlier. So like, instead of playing until someone wins by two games in the fifth set, they added that tiebreaker after twelve. Yeah. Uh, but if it gets to twelve, they have a tiebreaker, which, like, the way the game, the match was going today, um, it really easily could have gone to you know twenty thirty. So. Um, I'm glad they add that tiebreaker in for the athletes and for the fans. Because, well, it, couldn't, you know, it, it couldn't have gone to 20-30 because it's one by two, so it would have been over before that well, point. 20 or 30. Okay. Yeah, that's better. Um, well, I mean, especially for the fans, like, I mean, the players are expected to be sweaty and stuff, but, like, when the Duchess, Her Royal Highness, Kate, walks down onto the court... And she had been sitting in the crowd for all five hours, and she still looked, like, literally perfect. I was like, damn. Like, how is she not, like, clenching <laughs> right now? Brian. Was Brian it hot? What, what was the temp? What was the temperature? I don't think it was very hot. It was, like, after, it was like <laughs> night, like afternoon, nighttime. It was, like, 6 o'clock in England, so it probably wasn't. Oh, uh, true, true. But, hey, yep. Brian, you can still go for that. Don't worry. <laughs> I definitely cannot, but okay. Henry, what do you got? Uh, let me pull into my file here. All right. Best of the week is cornerback Josh Norman in Pamplona this week, hurdling bulls. Um, this video went viral of Josh Norman. Do you guys know where Josh Norman is playing now? Is he at the Redskins? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. But, uh, so he was in Spain and... There's all these videos of him like in the bullfighting ring with all these, you know, they're all like dressed up in white for the like bullfighting parades and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he's out here hurtling the bulls. And, yeah, he, he's like, on the Redskins. I looked it up. <laughs> That's sick. And it's, it was so sick. But it's also like, like if I'm his coach, I got to be telling him like, we don't need you getting injured. What is what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, if he had gotten hurt doing that, I, I'm guessing there's a clause in his contract that says if you voluntarily get hit by a bull, <laughs> you're probably going to lose some money. Yeah, I mean, people die in that all the time. Like, Yeah, I don't know why people do, like... People get horned all the time, but... but dude, it's sick. Yeah. Anyway, 
worst of the week is uh, I went to the Cubs game today. Cubs versus Pirates at Wrigley mm-hmm. Field. Um, very fun game. Cubs won. A lot of fun. Um, I did have a problem, though, with the ceremonial first pitch for this game. Yeah. The, the Cubs brought out four different people to throw the first pitch. What? They, they had the first pitch, the second pitch, the third pitch, and the fourth pitch. Well, it's just, it's just not the first pitch anymore. And, right, and each person got like progressively less relevant. <laughs> like the first guy was like a country star i forget who it was um the second guy was a naval officer so that's like valid and then yeah. the next person was like somebody on the cubs marketing team i swear to god <laughs> it's just like a <laughs> random lady out there and then the next one was just like a kid like just a kid <laughs> <laughs> like he won some raffle and they were like oh shit we we promised him yeah. first pitch just throw him at the end of this one so there already three like, of them it, out there just put him in it went on forever and none of them threw strikes and i <laughs> it was just kind of the worst like um my other worst out, of the if you find out you're up? throwing out the first pitch you probably should like practice because like you want to go up there yeah. and like look de- half decent doing it i mean i don't know wasn't it a few years ago that, like, Carly Rae Jepsen, the girl who sings, uh, was it Call Me Maybe? She, like, threw out the shortest first pitch ever and it went, like, two feet or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think she's That's, up like, the there. length of my arm. Like. <laughs> yeah, and you ever see 50 cents first pitch? No. He threw one. It literally went straight sideways. Oh, I yeah, I think I remember that. I think I remember that. It was, that was bad. That was pretty bad. Yeah. Anyway, um, my other worst of the week was the ESPYs, which were Wednesday night um, of last week. And I don't know. I think the ESPYs are way too long, boring, and just not worth watching at this point. I mean, half of it is just, like, tribute videos to, like, amateur athletes and, like, athletes with disabilities and stuff that's, like, really inspiring but not, not what the SB like not what an award show yeah. should be about in my opinion. Um, and the awards are just kind of dumb. Like they're giving out awards for like best NBA player, and it's like, how are you going to give it to not the MVP? Yeah. Like and yeah. actually justify that. It's just kind of a dumb award, and I don't know. I was disappointed with the SBs this year. Yeah, I've I've never really watched the SBs. I mean, there's no other sports on that like the the night the SBs are on. But at the same time, it's right. like, like you said, like there's not. I mean, there's not an award that I'm really like, oh my god, like who's gonna win MVP or like who's you know? It's like they win athlete of the year. It's like who who cares? Like no one. Right. Then there was some cool stuff in there. Um, Alex Alex Morgan from the U.S. Women's National Team won best female athlete. I think. Um, and she gave a great speech. Um, but most yeah, she, of it was she looked kind ripped of... up there on the stage. Like I saw a picture of her; she was all like all muscled up. Well, she is an athlete. Um. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. I mean, I I don't look that muscled up, but. All right, let's move on to Brian here. All right. Um, my best of 
the week was actually the win- the women's uh, final for Wimbledon. Um, I watched the whole thing, which is not that impressive because it only lasted 56 minutes. Um, <laughs> but I was very much enjoying it. Um, uh, it was Serena Williams versus Simona Halep from Romania. And um, I liked her because, like, I don't know, it was somebody new and she was very... Like, it was kind of fun to watch because she didn't have, like, as much power as Serena. But, like, she definitely used what she had to her advantage, which was, like, her quickness and her agility that Serena lacked. So, like, there were a couple points where, like, she was running back and forth across that court. Like, I did not believe how how, <laughs> how far she, like, could reach. Like, and she would hit something that was, like, kind of far away from Serena. Serena wouldn't even be able to move because... I don't know, just the way that they're built. Um, so that was really interesting to watch. And then at the end, um, Halep was just really, like, very humble. And, like, I don't know, it was just kind of interesting to see, like, a new a new face out there. And, I mean, it was really crazy how horribly she beat Serena, too. Like, Well, I, I think I think Serena's, like, on the very much on the decline now. Like, oh, I mean, she's had a kid. She's in her, like, mid-30s, I think. Um, and she, I mean, I, I don't think we're ever going to see like the same Serena. Like, I mean, the fact that she's still in the finals is really impressive. I mean, she's still like doing that, but I don't think she's going to be nearly as dominant ever again. So, yeah. So I just, I found that to be a a really cool match to watch. Um, and then my, I have a couple worst of the week. Um, Luke Jackson. God, God. I'm Mm. sorry. Me and Alec were watching this game, and the Braves had the win easily. Like, all he had to do was just finish the last inning, and we have in the back. But he had to give up, like, what, three or four runs in no, the last I, I think he only gave up a run or two, but he, like, okay. he made it about as close as he possibly could have. Yeah, I mean, the bases were loaded. He's been doing this. Like, I think the last six games he's been in, he goes in, he, like, gets us on the verge of losing and then somehow pulls it out. And the thing that, like, kills me is everybody who's been watching the Braves and keeping up with Atlanta Braves baseball knows that this guy is not a good pitcher (laughs) and that the bullpen is bad right now. But, like, on paper we're doing great like we had the best era both we had the best bullpen era in june so you know all the national analysts whenever they comment on the braves they think we have this amazing bullpen well, the thing is, like, this guy is terrible yeah no the thing is like anthony swarzak and um uh newcomb are like really good like lights out yeah. relieving pitchers yeah. but then like everybody else is like either like good or like just tr- just trash like, yeah. Tukey came in today, and he walked bases loaded, or, like, got bases loaded, and then Newcomb came in and only allowed one run and shut it down from there. But it was like, dude, like, what are you doing? Yeah. No, here's, a, mean, here's the thing. Yeah. I think I think Luke Jackson just likes a little flair of drama, you know? Uh, uh, <laughs> he can't he can't, he can't settle for a nice, easy one, two, three inning. No, that's not good enough for him. He wants bases loaded. He wants to be the hero, the unsung hero that he put himself in. He puts himself in these bad situations, fly ball, potential home run, final out on the warning track with the bases loaded, 
That's what he wants. He wants, yes, I got that save. So that's my take. Matt, Matt is giving him the benefit of the doubt by saying that Luke Jackson is an entertainer. But in the end, his job is to close out the game. I, I don't think that any of us <laughs> want to sit here biting our nails, watching him walk people when whatever. That was my first worst. And then my second worst of the week was, uh, okay, so this one is kind of sad. So uh, many all know that Tyler Skaggs of the Angels uh, passed away on July 1st. And, um, and that was really sad. But a reporter or a journalist, Dan Rath, He's kind of famous, apparently. Um, he was uh, pressuring the family to release more information than they were comfortable with about the cause of his death. Um, like they've ruled out like a couple of things, like they ruled out suicide and they ruled out foul play, but um, they weren't. They're not going to like release info about the death until like much later, just because that's what the family like wanted in terms of privacy. But this guy was like in like he's a celebrity or whatever. So he needs to like, you know, his details need to be revealed. And so a lot of people thought that was pretty uncool. Uh, me included. I just don't know why he can't respect the wishes, but yeah, that leads me to, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's just stu- like stupid. Like, and somebody else tweeted out something about how, like, it was like, Oh yeah. Tyler Skaggs like has been pitching great this year. Like so sad that he had to die now. And it's like, dude, like, yeah. definitely just trying to, like, plug your fantasy team right now. Like, this, he just died. Like, you don't need to mention the fact that, like, oh, it's unfortunate that he died when he was doing well. Like, it's, the person died. He's a per- you, like, he's a per- baseball. Right, like, 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 these are athletes, but they're people, you know? Like, yeah. they're not just, like, pawns you can move around and, oh, like, well, there is my pitcher, you know? Like, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Darn it. I had Jose Fernandez too bad my team screwed you know right and like people i know that like that's been a controversy like a lot of the players don't like fantasy football because like when Le'Veon bell has to go have an acl surgery or whatever and people are like damn like why did you have to go have surgery on my fantasy team like he had to go through like he has to do his right. best for him like you can't just yeah. but that leads me to another best of the week which was that in response to his death the angels actually uh, had a nice, they had a nice no hitter um, honoring him. Uh, Taylor Cole and Felix Pena against the Mariners, no hitter, pretty awesome. And, and yeah, and another thing that was really cool. So uh, Tyler Skaggs wore the number forty-five, so the whole team wore forty-five for that game. And Mike Trout, his teammate, on the first pitch that he saw, hit a four hundred and fifty-foot home run. Yeah, um, and, and they scored seven runs in the first inning, and I think his birthday was I no, want to say was, July fifth or July first, no, so which is so it was, it was seven dash one. No, I thought it was seven run. I thought it was he seven died on first. July. He died on seven one. Yeah, he died on seven one. His birthday was seven thirteen, and they scored seven runs in the first, and they scored thirteen overall. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was the two different correlations. That's what it's, it was, yeah. It's really crazy how things happen like that. Like, it's really like, nuts. Like, with the Jose Fernandez thing, like, I remember very vividly, like, D. Gordon, he when he played on the Mar- uh, Marlins, yeah, yeah. Um, hit a home run. It was his only home run of the season. First pitch, leading off of the game in Jose Fernandez's jersey. He's like, he was crying as he's rounding the bases. Like, it's kind of crazy how things like that happen. Yep. Um, yeah. 
it's a little spooky, honestly. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. really cool, but it's like, whoa, like that's real, you know? Yeah, yeah. On one, a, one other thing yeah. on that. Um, first, Tyler Skaggs' mom, I'm pretty sure, threw out the first pitch of that game. Um, oh, was she the she only was one? the only one. Okay. She was the only <laughs> one. She threw a perfect strike, and it was a great moment. So well, I think we can all learn yeah. from that moving forward. Yeah. yeah. One first pitch. He was definitely he was definitely present in that game, for sure. On a more uplifting note, um, my best of the week was the uh, the home run derby, which was electric. I mean, this was absolutely amazing. <laughs> best home run derby I think ever. I mean, if y'all weren't watching, Vlad Guerrero Jr. was an absolute beast. I mean, he was just crushing home runs. There was a the semifinal round between him and Jock Pedersen was insane. They both tied uh, at 29 home runs through the first round or whatever, um, which is like the previous record for most home runs in a single round, and they both hit it. And then they went on into like the overtime, and I think the final was like 36, 34 or something, which, I mean, it was just absolutely ridiculous to watch these guys just blast home runs. But then – Pete Alonso is the one who actually won. He barely escaped the first round. I think he only had like 15 home runs in the first round and then went on to beat Vlad Guerrero in the finals because Vlad was just tired and was not hitting nearly as well. But one thing to take away from it is that Pete Alonso, the guy pitching to him, was absolutely awful. I mean, he was atrocious. It was like his cousin or something, and he was like throwing cutters in there, like pitches that were like breaking away from him. And like Alonzo was just having to like really, really make do with what was what he was given. And Vlad and Jock both had guys just grooving pitches like perfectly in there. I think Jock swung at every single pitch he had because they were all that good. So I think I think the pitcher plays a bigger part in the home run derby than some people might give it credit for. Yeah, and uh, Pete Alonzo, I think his contract is only, I think he's only making like five. Hundred thousand something yep. for this yep. year, and so he got the one million dollar bonus for winning the home run derby, which was really cool. So he tripled his winnings from this yeah. year. Both Pete Alonso and Vlad Guerrero were making less than six hundred thousand dollars over the entire year. So it's like <laughs> these guys are in the home run derby have a chance to double their salary in one night, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so my worst of the week is the new Rockets locker room, which Matt mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, in this locker room, you're going to have both Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And uh, somehow they're both going to be playing together, and there's only one basketball. So they're going to have a real hard time figuring out aren't who's going to. Uh, yeah, they are. They, they both, But they're both ball hogs. They both just hog the ball. I mean, it's going to be atrocious trying to watch them play. It's going to be – I feel like there's just going to be so much fighting over, like, who's in charge of that team. I'm excited. It's going to be funny. I don't know. Because he made it work with Paul George, so we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, Paul George is not thing. like it. Like, quite as polarizing as Westbrook. Yeah. Here's the thing. Dude, Russell Westbrook and James Harden already played together in OKC for, like, years. And they, they went to a finals together. They have chemistry. I don't think it'll be as bad as people say. Their numbers will be as good. Like they obviously, like Russell Westbrook won't average a triple double, and James Harden won't put up forty a night because you know there's only so many touches. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I think I saw a tweet the other day that was like, 
Russell Westbrook and James Harden in in a game. Hey, we're down forty at the half. Yeah, but we both have triple doubles already, so it's okay. Like <laughs> they're both just gonna be going for like all the statistics because that's it seems like that's all they really care about. So I don't know. I mean, I don't. I think like it's not going to be as disastrous as people are making it out to be. But they're still like the fourth best team in the West, in my opinion. So I just I don't think they're going to be winning this yeah. next year. All right, dude. The um, West is going to be a gauntlet. Yeah, it is. It's going to be ridiculous. But thank God, basketball is going to be good again. Finally. Um, okay, All right, wait, so, before we get, wait, wait, Alex, oh, before we get into the yep. news, I have one other worst of the week. It's not sports related, so I was saving it for the end. So this has to deal with group emails, okay? Oh God! So, Matt, so, so it's so, not that interesting. So today, Michigan, like our ROTC, sent out like mass email to every student, and for three hours, people were replying all to oh, mass oh. email. What are we in middle I, school? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. PSI. PSA. Don't reply all. Just don't do it ever, please. It was so annoying. My phone was buzzing for hours, just like. You have your, okay. your email notified. It sounds like a you problem. Yeah, Matt just wanted to vent, so Matt, it's yep. not not podcast worthy, but it's okay. From Michigan. Anyway, um, moving on to the news. Um, Matt, you you go ahead. What do you what do you got for us this week? All right, so there's a lot that happened this week. Um, so as you guys all, if you're in college or high school, you know, the big, you know, vaping is so sick, so cool. Um, but Jules' CEO um, recently apologized to parents because of the vaping epidemic, the teen vaping e- epidemic that's kind of sweeping across the country. Um, you know, obviously, e-cigarettes are great for quitting cigarettes. Um, or just a lot wait. of like, oh well, yeah, sick. <laughs> you, 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 you can you can blow O's. It's hype. But a lot of like you know eighth graders are starting to drool, which is not. What is up, guys? Here with Maddie Smokes, ready to <laughs> fucking hotbox this car. Uh, yeah, Matt's out here acting like he doesn't vape. Yeah, I don't. No? I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care yeah. if you do. I'm just saying. Eighth graders should not be vaping. That's just me. Yeah, but Nobody it makes them sick as fuck, vaping. though. Nobody should be vaping. But Matt, are you telling eighth graders that they shouldn't want to be cool as shit? Because, I mean, that's <laughs> how that's how you get cool in eighth grade. So that's facts. That's facts. Cool. <laughs> um, what what, what else you got? Continue. All right. Um, Saturday night, uh, there was a massive blackout in New York City. Yeah, it was called Matt um, Howard in town. Yeah. I mean, Wait, I don't know if y'all been watching Stranger Somebody blacked out. Somebody blacked out in New York City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. One, one, big pow- one person. Pow- yeah, like one person. Oh. An individual. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> big night in New York. Right. <laughs> yeah, but the power, the power was restored, but you can imagine the trains being shut off for hours. Like, that must have sucked. So... Hopefully everyone was okay from that. And then finally, um, there's a... Things 3 is coming to uh, New York City as well. Say again? No spoilers, Brian. I'm not spoiling. (laughs) 
What do you? Sounds like a spoiler to me. I mean, if if you consider the first five minutes of the first episode, like, yes. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, finally, there's a big hurricane that's moving um, from the Gulf into uh, Louisiana this week. So if you're listening from LSU or did it stack your new job? That- what? What? It's moving. <laughs> Holy, that was a horrible <laughs> bit. That was so bad. Alex is no. now been dismissed from the college uproar and financially <laughs> unstable college kids. Alex, uh, I'm I'm comic relief, not you. <laughs> Please pack right. your back. So yeah, so just stay safe out there. Um, flooding has been pretty bad, I've heard. So you know, stay safe and. Uh, be good in uh, New Orleans. Be be good. Stay be safe and good. be good. And be good. Matt, just listen to Matt Howard's advice, and you will survive the hurricane. Stay safe and be good out here looking out for our Louisiana listeners. So, yeah. uh, Henry, what do you what do you got for us? So, uh, this past Sunday, um, a series of ice raids began. Um, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement um, has started raids throughout America. Trump has said that the raids will target immigrants with past criminal convictions and people previously ordered deported. Um, as of today, there hasn't been any indication of increased ICE activity, which is kind of leaving people in a sort of very uncertain um, position as to what's going to happen next. Nobody really knows what's going on. Um, it's kind of a developing situation. And there's um, a lot of resistance being planned in sanctuary cities. A lot of local police departments um, just explicitly going against um, what ICE is doing. Um, it's kind of a very interesting legal situation going on. In um, other news... Trump went on a rather impressive tweet storm Thursday morning. Um, he started off by joking that he might stay in office for 10 or more years. Um, then he mistakenly reti- he mistakenly tagged a retired teacher um, whose entire Twitter page was a Trump hate account, essentially. And then he went on to criticize Elizabeth Warren as a skinny version of Pocahontas and called himself so good looking and smart. Meanwhile, well, Melania you can't Trump, argue with that. You, I mean, you, you can't argue with that one. Right. So yeah. yeah. Easily the best looking president we've ever had. Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, JFK by Donald Trump is the new sexy orange is the new black. I don't know. Wow. I always thought. I always thought. <laughs> wow, that was the wow. worst thing you really could have said. <laughs> oh man, man, Alec, you might just want to stop with those little one-liners because you are impressively letting down very badly every hey, time. I just, just got to give our listeners the content they're looking for because that. Okay. That's okay. What Wait, Henry, Henry. Before you uh, continue, I want to say one thing, one thing about the ice raids. It is interesting. So part of the resistance is that like. ICE cannot de- like go into a home or detain you without a warrant. So that's 
part of the resistance is like just kind of educating people and saying like unless there's a warrant signed by a judge like you can't be taken away um so definitely be on the lookout and know your rights because everyone is innocent until proven guilty so yeah so if it starts hailing don't open your door don't let the ice like god I'm like, uh, these, are, these are way too touchy topics to be making these jokes. Sorry. I'm sorry. That, I'm, I'm, I, just had, I just had to. Uh, Henry, you got anything else? No, I'm done. Okay. Uh, Brian, what do you got? Um, so a couple of lighter topics. Um, first lighter. of all, I'm sure a lot of you have seen the short bagel man who has gone viral. Um, he was originally filmed, like, screaming at people in this bagel restaurant that, like, they were apparently making fun of his height. He's, like, 4'11", and he's just, like, very angry all the time. And so then, like, this dude at the end of the video, like, the video was cut off, like, right as this dude tackled the guy to the ground, which is, like, hilarious. <laughs> And so people have been, like, digging up dirt on this guy. And, like, he has, like, this whole YouTube channel of him filming people who are, like, making fun of his height. So he's got, like, a video in, like, a 7-Eleven where he's, like, like it's, like, 2 a.m. And he's, like, yelling at the guy who, like, asked him how tall he is. And the police come. And, like, this, this guy is so angry. And then somebody interviewed him. And he said some pretty whack stuff. Very, like, some homophobic stuff, some racist stuff, like... This this man's wild and out here, and he needs to be taken care of because he's he's wreaking havoc like everywhere. <laughs> um, uh, another piece of news, um, another kind of viral internet sensation is the Area Fifty One um, raid. So many people are assembling online to raid Area Fifty One on September twentieth of this year be there or be square unstable college kids will be there and we will be recording live so if you want to join us and meet us in person we'll be there in nevada yeah we're going to be covering it live we're going to give you we're going to go full-on instagram live facebook live everything we're going to give you firsthand reports and interviews all of it straight from area 51 the college uproar out here getting you the content you need through financially unstable college kids it's what we all want to see so be on the lookout for that. It's coming. Take me at my word. Um, okay, so on uh, another Trump topic, I mean, it's hard to avoid. Um, Trump, I think it was Sunday, told uh, Congress members to, quote unquote, go back to where they came from. Um, now, the funny thing about this is that uh, they're all from the United States. So uh, I'm not sure where they're going back to. But, you know, they, they need to go there, I guess. Um, and on a related topic, Melania Trump uh, is campaigning against cyberbullying when her husband is probably the largest cyberbully <laughs> in the entire United States. So, you know, it, you've got that going for you, I guess, Melania. Um, it's like they're, they're canceling each other out. That's yeah, the, exactly. exactly. It's, like Trump it's does gridlock. something bad, Melania just counteracts it. It's, it's all, all as balanced as it should be. Like did, y'all see, did y'all see the Melania statue that they built in her home country? 
No. No. It's, it's like oh my God. It's, it's literally like a slab of wood with like a, a smiley face drawn on it. It is the oh most God. ridiculous thing. Wow, sounds accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Like people, are saying, like people are calling it like Smurfette because she's like blue. It's, it's so. <laughs> also, no, I mean like the. Oh yeah, never mind. Go ahead. The crazy thing is like Trump keeps yelling at uh, all these Congress people to like, quote unquote go back to where they came from, but Melania is the real foreigner in our politics system. <laughs> oh <here>. my god, <laughs> she's here, you know, with ties to her home country. Where's that? Where's that coming out? Nowhere. Yep. Exactly. All is balanced, as it should be. <laughs> at, 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 at Melania, go back to where you came from. Okay. Uh, that's, <laughs> all, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. No, that's not the official stance of financial <laughs> kids. would just like to put that out there. Not our official press release. Um, also, looking out for all of our uh, college listeners, um, Prime Day is going to be uh, July 15th and 16th. So it's Tomorrow. actually Prime days um when you're listening it'll be today monday and tuesday so prime day they misspelled that they forgot an s um in other news chick-fil-a near and dear to all of our hearts um is apparently losing out on over a a billion dollars in sales by being closed on sundays as we all know you wake up on a sunday hungover you're like gosh i could kill for some chick-fil-a you drive over there and then you realize that it's a sunday and chick-fil-a is closed um, so if they were open, all of those people driving over there, uh, would be equating to about a billion dollars a year in sales that Chick-fil-A is missing out on. Now, Chick-fil-A is probably not going to open on Sundays. One can only hope, but you know, just something, something for them to think about a little bit of food for thought. Honestly, though, as annoying as it is, I respect it a lot. Like I, I yeah. think that like them staying true to their, um, like, kind of their overall mission statement that, like, they were founded on, like, I think it's really cool that, like, they, you know, that's what their morals and beliefs are, so, like, keep it up. Yep. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Like, they need the, they gotta be off the whole day. Like, how about you just give people the morning so they can go to church, and then, like, then you go to work. It's like, day of what's rest, wrong with Henry. that? Sunday is the day of rest. I don't know. I mean, I've, I'm with y'all. Like, I've literally gone to Chick-fil-A many times, and, like, the door has it's, been locked. It's closed, like, and it's like, well, <laughs> well, shit, not, a, not again. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Right. Do we have any other, any other news fake, for the week? Real news, fake news. You want to be real, honest? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. News. Go for the real news, fake news. What do we got for this week, Brian? All right, so we have three very, very interesting articles this week. So, first we're going to go up to Greenville, South Carolina, right? So, a woman in Greenville has been hit with several charges, including carjacking, property damage, resisting arrest, and, and a slew of others, after stealing a lady's car and smashing things throughout the city streets. But, how did she get the car, you ask? It was not a gun, it was not a knife. She threw a live snake through the window of this woman's car to get her to, to get out of the car. <laughs> and then stole oh the car and this drove it through Greenville. Um, and the majority of the property damage was actually done to a, uh, the setup for a local pole vaulting competition. So lots of crazy stuff going on in Greenville. 
Wow. This woman, she's she's facing like several hundred thousand dollars in fines. So that's exciting. I have a quick question. What? I have a quick question. What's that? So she throws the snake in the car. Yes. Does this does she let the snake leave the car before she gets in, or is it like her pet her snake? snake? Like it was, yeah. I, theoretically, it was her snake. Theoretically, yes. Theoretically. So, in a hypothetical, in a hypothetical situation. Theoretically. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, um, a family from Macon, Georgia. Well, this on the theme of go, go Macon. Hey, financially unstable college kids officially hey, pro Macon. Pro Macon. You guys stands. know, you guys know that, that Macon is getting a minor league baseball team called the Macon Bacon. That's amazing. That, well, that's that's the only news we needed for the week. Honestly. Yeah. That's my real best for sports yeah. this week, I think. <laughs> anyway, a family from Macon, they were driving to Florida for a beach vacation. Um, it's right, right around beach time. And they were pulling a wire, like one of those wire metal trailers. Um, and soon after they got off 75, they're driving like along this um, kind of like like parkway. And a they were stopped at a red light and a six foot long alligator emerges from the brush onto the road and climbs into their trailer as the car was like stopped um the family recalled panic in the car beginning with their young daughter who spotted the gator out the rear window and so they continued driving slowly hoping that he would escape but then ended up pulling over at at, like a, a shell gas station and all the bystanders ballistic and the gator escaped like the trailer like climbed out at the gas station and ran through the parking lot and back into like the surrounding brush um so that was definitely a crazy story for that family and finally um moving from the southeastern united states all the way to russia um a lake in siberia has seen a massive increase in tourists as it has turned a beautiful, picturesque turquoise. Okay, some are calling it the Siberian Maldives because of its resemblance to tropical water, and many are posting Instagram photos on paddle boards or next to the water to you know up that uh, up that gram aesthetic. And uh, so, why is it turquoise? You ask. The Russian company who owns the pond has released a bunch of warnings that this is actually their chemical waste dump. So the the combination of several dangerous chemicals created the eye-catching blue-green hue that all of these, you know, influencers and Instagrammers are looking for. So they're still permitted to go and take pictures at the, the lake, but... They're not supposed to swim because apparently these chemicals will cause serious burns and reactions if in contact with the skin. Yikes. They're, they're able to pursue their, uh, their dreamy photos at their own risk. So that's your news for the week. We got Greenville, South Carolina, the snake carjacking. We got the gator in the trailer, and we got the chemical waste lake siberian maldives what do y'all got okay i'm i'll start it off i am going with this the snake carjacking when you first read through it you said she ran over things 
I'm just picking <laughs> that out as you possibly having glossed over what exactly she ran over when you were writing it. So that, that's my guess uh, okay. for this week. Uh, I'll guess the same thing. I mean, Brian just sounded a little too proud when he was reading that. <laughs> just sounded a little fishy. And then Matt asked Brian, I think it was like, how did the, like, what did she throw into the car or something? And Brian said, theoretically, it was a snake. Good. So, yeah. you know, you can say it's the first one. So I waited for y'all to go because I've actually heard about one of the news stories. Um, so I know one of them is real. So I'm going to go with the second one. I'm, I'm guessing the uh, the gator in the trailer. Um, yeah, that's my guess. What we got? All right. So I don't know if Matt has been brushing up on his practice, but this is the second <laughs> week in a row that Matt has won. <laughs> the gator in uh. the trailer was the fake news. The no. Lady, the lady did. It can't be. A live snake into the car, and God damn it. ran over things. And ran over things in the pole vaulting competition and all that. Yeah, it was reverse psychology. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised that none of y'all guessed the lake. I thought that was Look, you. I'm sorry that no, Matt I, actually knows the things that you're saying are real news. That's just a no, no, huge no, advantage. I, Matt reads the tabloids. No, I was on Twitter and they were talking about this like Russian lake. <laughs> And like I saw like pictures, it was like the craziest thing because these companies were like, "Do not swim the lake, like you will be seriously harmed." And these people was like in bikinis, like flexing on paddle boards. I'm like, bro, like you could fall in and literally have your whole skin burned. But Brian, how do you know that the supposedly real news stories that you're finding aren't actually fake news? Because they're from credible sources. Brian, this is research, Henry. Brian is the the expert in real news fake news. First he of all, can distinguish. I have, I, have them, I have them corroborated because I find them on multiple different news outlets. And second of all, they're always on like credible. So like NPR, I get a lot of them from. Uh, I got like they're they're good news sources. I'm not getting them from like Huffington Post. That's the ultimate fake news. Huffington Post. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Okay. No. We're going to get a conversation off. You cannot tell me that a single thing... Snipping a conversation in the bud. We are not going into this right now. Oh, God. Okay, that was a can of worms. So, we're going to move on. And we are going to bring in a caller for you. A true expert in all things college. And uh, an employee at the Atlanta Braves Stadium. Uh, This is my good buddy... Uh, his name is Patterson. So we're going to add him to the call. Hello. So we're going to start you off with a question that everyone wants to know the answer to. Uh, we all know you do laundry. You lose a couple socks here and there. So when you need a resupply... What is your favorite brand of sock? Obviously, uh, you have to go with the classic all-white with the Nike swoosh up top. They're mm. soft, uh, made of cotton. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Made of cotton. They are. They're soft. The problem that is, is the that requirement like, my socks have to clear is that they're made of cotton. Once they clear that, they're all good to go. Some aren't. I'm wearing some that aren't cotton right now. 
Wow, I'm proud of you. So yes, okay. the answer is the, the all white Nike with the swoosh up top. Not elites. No, that was no. like a, that was like no. a sixth, seventh, eighth grade type deal. You seem like you're you're still an elite guy. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I definitely get that vibe. Like, That's the vibe. Yeah. Okay. Um, second question here is one uh, we all think about before you go to bed, which is, would you rather get your dominant hand pinky finger cut off or always have to wipe with sandpaper? I'll get my dominant pinky finger cut off. Yes. Or have to wipe with sandpaper. Every time you wipe, yeah. I assume I can't just turn it over. Nope, and nope. Just it's the awesome. gritty side, yeah. This one's wow. easy. I I just have to go with the pinky, like like honest, like the sandpaper. That'd just be so rough, literally. Literally, literally, yeah, literally. literally. Yeah. Uh, the pinky's like after like a year, you just learn to live without. <laughs> that's but Jason Pierre Paul can do it. Yeah, that's dude. true. That's true. He's he's an elite athlete playing without. If Ninja so. Green can like cut off his finger mid game, and keep going, he's fine. So he'll live. That's true. Um, okay. As an Atlanta Braves employee, you obviously have expertise on all things Atlanta Braves, right? You're pretty much Brian Snicker. You are in his ear giving him scouting reports. That's what you've told me your job is. So as a Braves employee, what are your thoughts on Luke Jackson, our uh, least favorite Braves baseball player? Yeah, Patterson, before you answer that question, there's only one right answer here. Yeah. He's uh he's awful. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Cut him. Okay. Like yeah. uh every time he comes up, like all the guys in our store do this like this chant because he's the friendly neighborhood slider man, right? But he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we just so, to make fun of him. But, like the only reason he ever wins games is when he loads the bases and Charlie Colberson can gun someone out at home. Like that's Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, you're correct, and it's just it's sad to watch. So you heard Dude, he first. loves the drama. He loves the drama. Uh, yeah. We don't need him to like the drama. He's so bad. I have a, I have a follow up question. Go so, ahead. as a Atlanta Braves employee, you definitely have you know the office scoop. You know what's going on. Oh yeah. You know. So what do you know about uh, the murder that happened? At oh, oh yeah, Dude, yeah. Last, I heard you uh, locked him in the freezer. Yeah, I heard there was you <laughs> well, with the candlestick in the library. Is this <laughs> is this on or off books? Like, is this off record? Oh, completely no, no. This off is a hundred percent off the record. Totally. <laughs> yeah, no. He, I killed him. Okay. <laughs> yep. So, so essentially, essentially, it was the craziest thing. Essentially, what happened is uh, we all work for like two hours before the gates open like we get there before the gates open and then once the gate open like people come in and they shop and whatnot before the game actually starts and like our boss last year the supervisor got a text and he's like uh yeah someone died here last night and like one of the customers looked over at me and i was like it's okay <laughs> we're fine uh it was like people went on like it was a normal thing like the game didn't shut down like nothing happened we were just all just like we just kind of forgot about it and then it never came up again until like today like it just kind of it was i'm pretty sure what happened is one of the dudes who was like cleaning or working there super late at night accidentally locked himself in the freezer 
that's what I, I think they came up with what happened, but I'm not sure. I don't think it was a murder. Well, wink, wink, wink. wink Couldn't wink, he just, like, unfreeze him, like an Austin Powers type thing? I don't think it, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't cryogenic, Brian. It was just uh, like... Y'all, wait, y'all, y'all don't have cryogenic? <laughs> yeah, Brian. Uh, I, <laughs> I could have sworn I thought you did. No, 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 never, never, never. Okay. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was interesting because it was just like he died and people were like, meh, back to work. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. That's tough. Okay, um, so on to some college-related things here. Uh, you are a student at Ole Miss. This is Ooh, go, go Rebs, you know. Yeah, Oxford. go Rebs. It's, that's the real Oxford, actually. Um, mm-hmm. What is the best uh, late-night food at Ole Miss? Oh, dude, a cookout tray is the go-to. Mm. McDonald's and uh, it's McDonald's, Taco Bell, and Cookout are pretty much the only restaurants that are open after like eleven, twelve. You go to Cookout, you get a cookout tray. It's your best bang for your buck. You get three chicken strips, fries, and a chicken quesadilla, all for five dollars. Yeah, and you can get cheer wine as a soda there too. Ooh. Or you, or you could just go to the Howard household at 3 a.m. and Cato cookie quesadillas for free. That was that was huge. That was <laughs> huge. Shout out, shout. I said that was huge. He's, he's shout right. out to my sister. Shout yeah. out to my sister for uh, always, always somehow being awake or wanting to wake up and chef up some quesadillas at. Like 3 a.m. After you've had a long day of playing Monopoly with your friends. Yep. And you're just all tuckered out. You're just real, real wiped and just ready (laughs) for some sustenance. (laughs) Um, You're so tired that you're falling asleep in the car on the way home and uh, trying to keep it together. So, you know, you're so tired. Your head is spinning because of how hard you've had to think about the monopoly you're just you're really trying to hold it together not throw up from how disgusted you are at your friends for how they treated you <laughs> I'm taking it's good to wars. have a quesadilla waiting for you um so at Ole Miss what are the best things about the school and then what are the worst things about the school so why would you tell somebody they should go there or why would you tell someone uh, it fucking sucks you shouldn't go there that's more what I'm expecting but um I see great reasons to go to Ole Miss. Um, we will have a ridiculous amount of fun at Ole Miss. There is no fun to not be had there. Essentially, it's kind of tough to keep your, your grades in check. Kind of like one of those party schools. But, you know, you, you have the trade-off. Um you can also find lovely, fantastic, great girlfriends like Caitlin Hayward here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Women the only are, school where you can do that. Uh, essentially, yes. There's yeah. only why well, y'all y'all are left for dead because I picked up the last one, but it's okay. Um, I don't know. It's like you can you can essentially talk to anybody you want to. Like everyone is super friendly. I think that just comes with it being in the south. Um, with that southern hospitality kind of feel, like you can strike up a conversation with anybody on the side of the on the side of the street, like on campus, like in a bar. Um, you can sit next to like random people down in a classroom or something like that in the lecture hall, and you can talk to them and 
find common ground. And people are, for the most part, usually pretty nice. That's awesome. Um, currently, athletics fucking blow. We're terrible. We're awful at all sports, uh, except for baseball. Baseball, we're decent at. We won tra- uh, track and cross country, but like, like football is just an absolute nightmare. Cross like, country pretty, is the best spectator sport. That's a lot. Don't at me. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> Quote me on that. Uh, but it's like, dude, I like. I'm pretty sure my high school offensive line is better than Ole Miss's offensive line. Like we have leaks everywhere. It's terrible. It's the worst thing to watch. And the student section is in the sun all the time. And we have early games, football, like. Just don't get away from the Grove. You stay in the Grove, you get hammered, bam, good. Don't go to the Hammered as in people throw metal hammers at you. We don't support drinking here at Financially Unstable College Kids. We would, of course, not be talking about anything related to drinking. Of course. No. All right, Patterson, um, thanks for coming on. You can give uh, Patterson a follow on Instagram at School underscore. That's H-A-Y-G-O-O-D. S-E-A-W-E-L-L underscore. Uh, give him a follow. Give him a like. Throw him some mean comments. Whatever you want to do. But make right, sure you guys make sure you guys spell out the full word underscore. Yep. <laughs> that is, yes. Exactly. Shut up. <laughs> All right, Patterson. Thank you for having me on. You got it. Okay. Music. Music, Matt. Let's get a get a quick little wrap here on on our boy Ed Sheeran, the Ginger Ninja. Does somebody All right, it? so so <laughs> so to Alec and Henry's happy surprise, we're not talking about rap this week um, because Ed Sheeran put out a new album. It's called Number Six Collaborations Project. Not a very creative name. Although, hold on, but, hold on. I still feel like we're kind of talking about rap because you've got uh, Khalid, you've got Cardi B, you've got Chance the Rapper, you've got Travis Scott, you've got Eminem, you've got 50 Cent, all featured on this album. And it's like, it's still, Matt just tried to find rap in another genre and just put like, it in. This was, very, this was a very notable album release. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Ed Sheeran, hold on. I loved this album. It's so good. Every song is fire. And let me shout out one of the non-rap songs that I like the best. There's this one song called Best Part of Me, okay? Featuring this girl named Yeba. And I had never heard of Yeba before, but she is an amazing artist. It's like it's super sappy. Yeba. Yeah, it's super soft, super uh, kind of sweetheart song. It's like a duet, but it's really, really beautiful. Um, and just the whole album is awesome. Highly recommend the last song as well. We talked about this, I think, two weeks ago when it came out as a solo, uh, single. There's a song called Blow featuring uh, Chris Singleton and Bruno Mars. And it is a, an excellent song. Um, so definitely stream this, out, this album. It's out on all platforms. Um, what are y'all's thoughts? Um, I, I got through... Sorry, go ahead, Brian. You go. Oh, I think it's incredible just how versatile he is like i mean every single song has like a completely different like like not like a genre but just like a completely different feel and he blends in like to all of them seamlessly like he's up there rapping 
with Eminem, like, with no problem at all. He's hanging with him. And then he sings, like, with Meek and a boogie with the hoodie, who are completely on the other side of the spectrum of music that he typically is. I just thought it was incredible. That's my favorite song, by the way. It's called A Thousand Nights with Meek and a boogie. That's really good. Okay, so I got through a couple songs. Um, I just I don't listen to a ton of music, but I thought it was good, better than the rap things we have reviewed. So I give this one my vote of confidence. So if you are like me and don't enjoy rap, I would say this is a good album, or at least starts seem to start off pretty well. So Henry, uh, really good album all around. Really enjoyed it. You know, just great. Great to see artists producing music these days. Henry really got That's into great. analyzing that one that probably didn't listen to. Okay, uh, moving on. And then, uh, last music thing. Last music thing. We had another Old Town Road remix, baby. Another yeah. We the best. This music. time, this time featuring Young Thug and the Yodel Boy. Not gonna lie, Yoda boy popped off on he his. He did first. drop a bar. Check it out. Yeah. Check it out. It hits. Okay. It's good. Okay, so we're <laughs> gonna wrap up this week with a scenario. This was uh, voted on. We threw it up in an Instagram poll. Uh, we had the the listeners decide. We let you know. We let our audience do the decisions for us. So uh, the votes are in. The people have voted. And Matt, what's the scenario we got? All right, imagine this, guys. You've been captured by aliens. Uh, captured by aliens, that's right. And th- the leader alien is giving you one opportunity to escape alive. So you get one phone call to any celebrity in the world. If they answer and they're willing to cooperate with the aliens' tasks, you get to live. So, here we go. Who do you call... And how confident are you that they will help you? And by the way, um, by the way, the aliens have their number because aliens know everything. So, so when you break into Area Fifty One, get ready to oh, have yeah. this number on speed dial. Yeah, you're putting your you're putting your life in a celebrity's hands. Who do you call? All right, who do you call? Ghostbusters. I'll, I'll kick it off here. I'll kick it off here. Okay, so. I went pretty unorthodox on this one. Um, Matt already knows who I picked, but uh, I chose uh, Dale Murphy. Now, for those of you who don't know, Dale Murphy played outfield for the Braves. Uh, He's got two MVP wins. Um, He's like a multi-time gold glove and silver slugger. Like, he's a big deal. If you ask anybody above the age of, like, 35 who Dale Murphy is, they will all know him because he was, like, a massive celebrity back uh, for that generation. So even though not super big for college-age kids, he is a big, big celebrity um, for a little bit older uh, age people. So the reason that I chose him is because of a story that I heard um, about him. So when he was still playing, he wore a suit to every game, full suit to every single game. And even when it was 95 degrees, sweltering hot out, he was still wearing that suit. And after the game he would be the last person to leave the ballpark because he would sign every single fan's autograph who wanted it. 
he would stand there signing autographs in the sweltering heat until <clears throat> until um, every single person had gotten an autograph signed. Um, so he is just a big time yes man. He's willing to go out of his way for other people. Um, and he's a Mormon, so that's cool. Um, so Dallas Keuchel, take note, uh, be more like him. But I think he would definitely pick up the phone at a moment's notice. He would be ready to help out. He'd ready be ready to do whatever was needed because he's just he's big about doing things for other people. So that was Dale Murphy. He's more man than you'll ever be. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, Henry. Uh, um, so I went with Drew Brees. Uh, my rationale was basically you're going to need somebody who knows how to operate under pressure and who better to do that than an NFL quarterback whose job it is to operate under pressure. Um, he's been doing it for years. He's reliable. He's a great team player and he cares about the community. He's done great service work, um, in the New Orleans community after hurricane Katrina, um, and with veterans and, there's no better person to take that call. Other than Dale Murphy. <laughs> I, I, I went with Will Smith. Which, which is it the San Francisco Giants pitcher? Is it the student at the University of Georgia? Or are we talking about the actor from I Am Legend? The actor and musical artist... From the 90s, Will Smith. Why? Because he has the most experience with aliens out of any celebrity <laughs> on Earth. I mean, first of all, you got Men in Black, okay? A classic. He has been dealing with the aliens for a long time, and that's literally his job. Second of all, Independence Day... Okay, aliens come in, taking over the Earth, Will Smith saves the day. What better person to call than the person who has the most experience defeating aliens? Dale Murphy, do you think he's ever encountered an alien? No. True. He's no. Will Smith? Yes. Multiple times. All right. All right. Well, here are my thoughts, guys. So, the one glaring hole in Brian's story is how do you know he's going to take your call, though? Yes, he might have experience, but that doesn't mean that he is necessarily going to pick up when you call in your time of need. Uh, for Henry, why is Drew Brees, why does he stand out from all other quarterbacks? All quarterbacks deal with pressure, but why is Drew Brees special? And why will he. I told you, and- because. He cares about the community. I already I explained this. You just weren't listening. <laughs> I was. I was. I don't want this bullshit about how Elliot gets to win again, okay? Because he comes up with something creative, creative, quote unquote, when it's really just being annoying. He's too old to deal with aliens. He doesn't. He's not fighting the aliens, Brian. Yeah, well, that's not the Brian, goal. That's He's the not thing. trying to defeat Brian, the yeah, aliens. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing, Brian. Like these people, they're trying to cooperate with these aliens, not kill them. 
Joe's going to cooperate with them. I, I just don't see it. Yes. All right. Okay. All right. Who wins? Who wins? All right. You know, and lastly, my problem with Alec is how will he communicate with the aliens, you know? But Henry, I, I'm sorry, man. I gotta give it to Alec again. Go, let's go. It's thing. How much? How much did he pay you? How much did he pay you before this? <laughs> I swear to God. Listen, all quarterbacks Corruption. do things for their communities, and like, there's just nothing special. Oh, that is just so. That's just not true. JJ Watt does like way more for the community than Drew Brees. So. But he is the pressure. I'm looking for somebody who's good under pressure. Okay, listen. That is Dale Murphy, MVP. Winner. Why does he have to be the best I, quarterback anyway? He just I has to be issue. Dale Murphy, which I'm pretty sure he would. I have no. an issue. <laughs> Do you want to know my issue? It's that Matt is contradicting himself when he makes these decisions. I, I retweet. Last week, okay, <laughs> my two options for the baseball home run derby were two people who didn't have a lot of experience playing baseball. They don't have to fight the aliens, right? Me too. Will Will Smith has so, like, has so much experience with aliens. Like, why wouldn't he be the first person? You don't need someone who has experience with aliens. That's not the, it's not necessary. They just have to answer the phone and do tasks. Do you need somebody who's experienced at baseball to hit a home run derby? That's not why I picked that. What? What? Yes, you do. That, that's because you said yeah. you said the you said the flaw last week was that they didn't have experience. So of course this week I'm gonna go with the person who has the this most. This week they experience. only have to have experience answering the phone. So <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you had somebody who's yeah, at a call center, that might have been a good pick, Brian. Look, no, listen. Listen, the the scenario is not. Who should pick up the phone? It's who will help you with the aliens. No, they're not fighting the aliens. Oh! No. What is the... This is not complicated. Then what do the aliens have to do with it? Why can't it just be you're sitting in your living room and you want to call celebrity? But it's like they have to be willing to, like, cooperate and, like, do tasks in order to save your life. And, like, give yeah. their own time and effort. All right, yeah. well, we're, we're going to agree to disagree on this. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah. Hear me out of my backup one, though. My backup here. My backup was Young Thug. Okay. Pick up the phone, baby. Because he says, pick up the phone. <laughs> I'm at your home. So with that, I think that would have won. Next my backup was Nicholas Cage. Okay. Don't explain why. Just leave it ambiguous. Have you ever seen National Treasure 2? Probably the greatest movie yeah. of all time. <laughs> and we're out. Okay, all right. And that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us again on episode three of Financially Unstable College Kids, brought to you by The College Uproar. Visit us at thecollegeuproar.com. Check out our articles. We all write. Um, we've got some articles coming out this week. So stay safe. Stay classy, San Diego. Uh, anything else, guys? Yeah, my article on Will Smith's son, Jaden Smith, will be dropping this Saturday. Just just a heads up. All right. Um, I think that's all we've got for this week. So uh, please join us. Join us again next week. Same time, same place.
lives A hundred ships a day Lonely sailors Pass the time away And talk about their homes And there's a girl In this harbor town And she works Laying whiskey down They say brandy Fetch another round She serves them whiskey and wine The sailors say brandy You're a fine girl Summer's day bringing gifts from far away, but it made it clear it couldn't stay. No horror was his home. The sailors said, Brandy, you're a fine girl. silent town and loves a man who's not around she still can hear him say she hears him say brandy 